Welcome to a podcast for all. I'm Shane Obershaw. And I'm Jeff Winslow. Jeff, I'm going to sing a tune for you, and we're just going to start the show off that you have to name this tune. Oh, you're going to sing? Yep. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. I came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw the news. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, to be honest, I would have expected it from Lady Gaga, but not Miley. Mrs. Cyrus is going to tackle the mighty Metallica. That's We don't have to talk about anything else. That's, that's going to be news for a while. It is going to be news for a while. Uh, we know that chicks can pull off Metallica, obviously. Uh, Absolutely. Lady Gaga and then Avril Lavigne as well. So we know it definitely can be done well. What did Avril sing again? That was MTV Icon? Yeah, she did Fuel. That's right. Yep, that was actually a decent cover. I love that MTV Icon show. As Lars would say, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, as soon as I heard Miley, I immediately thought of Wrecking Ball because you and I have some history with that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Chico, California. You are correct. And that was, uh, oh yeah, that was when Bill was on that swing and he kept hitting his feet on the ceiling of that <laughs> that house. Bill McClure Jr. and Mr. Pizzle rocking the swings in this party house. I came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You came down the stairs singing that when they were, I was like, when they were the swinging. What the hell is going on in here? It's because Bill kept pounding his feet on the ceiling. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think one of us might still have that clip. We'll have to incorporate that into the show. Yeah, if we can find that, I I might have to dig deep. I might have a video of that somewhere. I'm thinking video. That's gonna be on our socials soon. It's either you or Bill that has the footage. It's one of us, yeah, definitely. Oh, good times. To think that was six years ago. Wow, has it been that long? Yes, sir. It feels like it's been six years since we've played a show. Well, since we started. Since we started, yeah. Well, since we started. Man, oh, man, what news. Miley tackling the Mighty Talica. I don't know about a release date, but I'm guessing if she's announced it, it should be sometime before the end of the year, maybe next spring. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'll definitely take a listen uh november 14th helping hands concert and auction live streaming from hq another kind of all within my hand show yeah i saw that i'm gonna try and check it out if possible looking forward to it yeah absolutely something tells me they're gonna play all within my hands no you think the unforgiven You agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely all within my hands. I'm from sorry. I thought you were going to keep going with more. I I uh, usually play disposable at these acoustic gigs. Haven't they done horse as well? Before? Horse disposable have been in hardwired actually. Right, right. I'm you know, it'd be cool something similar to that. It'd be really cool if they decide to do something a little bit different. 2020 has already been kind of eh as is. So let's spruce it up a little bit and pull out Mama said. My, well, I, I agree, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an audible out there and say, uh, "Mama said, low man's lyric medley." They are known for medleys, and per our Instagram post, I'm hoping for bread fan, bread fan on the old acoustic. I think it's fitting. I think it's time. <laughs>
No, how about Helpless acoustically? Remember they did that MTV Unplugged show back in the 90s, and I'm pretty sure that's what they started with was Helpless. Yes, they did. That was the reload, rehearse, request show. Right. That was I, a great show. I like that it. That was wonderful. I, I, I think you're onto something. So, yeah, maybe we need to dig deeper here. and I mean, still play all within my hands, but the rest they can they can scratch. Before we get to our special guest from uh, across the pond tonight, I have one more beef. And what's that beef? Uh, this whole blackened whiskey thing, how many batches can you make and how many series can you pump out? I, I, I think they have enough. I'm kind of over it. Well, you know, they have plenty of material to age the music, but, you know, pretty soon here, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to dig deeper and they have to change it up a bit and, you know, like maybe play their music, but in different styles, you know, like the video I sent you earlier of St. Anger, that sounds like the Black Album. I did watch that this afternoon. I was sleeping on my couch with my uh, very ill dog when your text came through, so I checked that out. Wow, that is... That is awesome. That guy is scary good at what he does. Um, all I know is it literally sounded exactly like what you would expect St. Anger on the Black Elm to be. And I think he went through and he did pretty much every song, I think, except all within my hands. Some State- kind of monster, St. Anger, Invisible, Dirty Window. The My World was great. Yep, the My World one was really good. Shoot me again. Uh, I liked how Purify only got like two seconds. Yeah, it was just that riff because <laughs> let's face it, even being a St. Anger fan, the only really good part of Purify is the opening riff. The opening riff. I did not I did not hear Frantic. Frantic's in there for a very small bit. I don't yeah. remember that. And I think Hands is the only one that I don't remember hearing. Unnamed Feeling was pretty strong too. Yep, and uh, Invisible Kid. For those of you who are wondering, his YouTube channel is State of Mercury. Check it out. It's What If St. Anger Was on the Black Album Medley. He goes through and plays a little bit of each song off of St. Anger, and it sounds literally exactly like the Black Album. I mean, even the fills that he made. I know. It, they're all like kind of those off-tempo or off-time fills that Lars does. I was like, good God, this guy really, he's got his shit together. I agree. I was listening to it. I'm like, is, did Bob Rock produce this? Because this sounds... It sounds like the Black Album. <laughs> and live and right up front in the mix. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. to go listen to it again well after we've covered all that by the way the black and whiskey snm2 version batch 106 artwork brought to you by mr squindle that's the cool part plus they're giving away a guitar and some other things going on yep yep 
you need that guitar, dude. It's got a single pickup. I, I know. It, it's pretty cool. And it's cool that each bottle, I mean, even though they're doing kind of a lot, I mean, each one is pretty unique. So, I mean, that's that's cool. True. I think they're just bored because every day you see merch sales, new bottles, different ideas. I think the people that run their socials are bored and they're like, hey, I thought of this. Let's make that. And they're going, okay, whatever. They must have uh, teamed up with Gene Simmons' team. I agree. Now they're, now they're just releasing everything. Pretty soon we're going to get some Kirk Hammett signature air guitar strings. Air guitar strings. Do those actually come in a package? Yes. Yes, the Kiss air guitar strings <laughs> came in a package with nothing in them, and it was like two ninety nine for an empty plastic bag that just said Kiss air guitar strings. Just think of how many of those they sold at two ninety nine a pop. They probably still sell them. I, I, you know, I bet if we go on eBay, we could find some some old survivors that people are still spending a couple of bucks on. <laughs> I'm going to get some. I'm going to hang them up on the wall. You just can't see them. Yeah, it's going to be good decor for the uh, for the podcast. Dude, check out my Paul Stanley used guitar strings. Shane, I don't see anything. Yo, yes, you do. Yes, you do via squadcast.fm. How you doing, people? Oh, people, it's so good. Oh, people, you look so good, people. The people are back. <laughs> How you doing, people? How you doing, people? How you doing, people? Well, let's talk to some more people tonight. We are going across the Atlantic. Let's hope our signal on squadcast.fm holds up. We are going all the way to Austria. It is like early morning over there right now, I'm pretty sure. It's uh, 11 o'clock in Minneapolis. It's 12 o'clock in Florida, and I believe it's 6 a.m. for our guest in Austria. Whew. I've been to Austria. I have not been to Austria. I've I've been across the pond, but not to Austria. It's definitely one I'd like to go to someday. Salzburg and Innsbruck. We're gonna We're going to talk about that, but let's get to our guest. You ready to rock? Yes, sir. Let's do it. We bring you, by the way, an avid and podcast for all fan. I think she's heard every episode and she comments on our stuff all the time. Great fan. All right. Miss Linda Thomas. How are you doing, Linda? Hi. I'm perfectly fine. Good morning. Good morning. It's 6 a.m. there, right? I think I woke up half an hour ago. So I'm, I'm awake now, but it took me a while. <laughs> All right, and you're ready to chat all things Metallica. What time do you got to go to work? Uh, I'm a college student, so uh, at the moment I am kind of free with that. Depends because everything is online. Oh, gotcha. Is Austria kind of locked down? Uh, not yet. Uh, the numbers are crazy. Again, I think it's it's worse than it ever was before. Okay. So, um, but they are debating on a lockdown day. Oh, crazy um, times. Yeah, totally. So, how, um, how far are you from Salzburg or Innsbruck? I, those are the two places I've been. Uh, Salzburg around, I think, an hour per train. Okay. Then Innsbruck is a lot farther. Jeff, you're a new homeowner. How's that shoveling going? You know, it it sucks because we went out and I bought a leaf blower and we have a rake and all that stuff. Not anticipating <laughs> snow yet. It snowed yesterday and we do not own a shovel yet, legitimately. So 
Yeah, it, there's a there's a little bit of snow in my driveway, but I'm going out tomorrow morning and I'm buying some shovels, and I think I might buy a snowblower too. Ah, uh, that'll be the best investment you can ever make. Yeah, I definitely need one because the driveway is it's decent size. I mean, you can fit like four cars in the driveway, so definitely enough room for a snowblower. Sure. <laughs> Something tells me the leaves are still under the snow. No, actually, this past weekend we just raked and used our new snowblower or snowblower uh leaf blower and all that stuff and oh, got, got everything all bagged up literally like two days three days before it just took a shit on us <laughs> unbelievable well linda welcome to a podcast for all once again you the fan drive the discussion decide the topics uh what do you feel like chatting about at six in the morning two days ago i opened the mailbox and found uh something i ordered from la which is to my toy business and oh nice signed version signed by Kirk yeah they've got brown covers much horror Kirk. business that's that's a great book very cool I'm I think I'm not even in the middle yet but yeah it's kind of great of what I've read so far how did you get a signed copy I ordered the copy and two days later Kirk promoted that on Instagram oh very cool so I yeah. And I think that was still cool. available. So did you grow up in uh, Austria? Is that home for you? Yeah, it is. Um, not directly in a, a kind of the town I'm, I'm living in now. So I'm I'm studying in Linz. Okay. Um, but my parents' house is half an hour away. So I'm going there on weekends. How many times have you seen Metallica in, in Austria? Uh, Once only uh, last year. Oh, last year. Yeah, it was uh, my first Metallica concert like ever. Oh, awesome! And yeah, how was but, that? Uh, it was amazing. As kind of um, it has a story before that because they did come to Austria on the arena show too in 2018, mm-hmm. and uh, when the tickets went on sale, it was like a year prior. I wasn't 18 yet. Um, so my mom didn't allow me to go there all by myself and didn't allow me to buy tickets. Um, and it was sold out in like two days. <laughs> Goes fast. Yeah, yeah they really. usually sell pretty quickly. So you said this was the arena tour? Yeah, and I was so that I couldn't go. Uh, I was like, they will never come back like and especially not every year with an American band but the chances of them touring Europe again in uh, time it was I don't know, for the Easter holidays or something so I hadn't any problems with going to school the day afterwards um, then I, they will never come back at such a time so uh, I don't know a year later or something um, they promoted the stadium to Europe and I was like I don't know what but this will happen in the world. I buy two tickets um, because that concert was on um, August 16th and it was literally one day before my 20th birthday. So I was like, nice. I know what I want for my birthday. Heck of a birthday present. Yeah. And it got even better um, because I... Uh, one actually snake bit passes. 
Oh, wow. For your first show. Yeah. Wow. It was kind of, uh, sitting at the kitchen table and opening a mail and sand. Like, I couldn't really believe it and sent it like three seconds to the friend that I was going with. Uh, so yeah, that was very, very cool. Jeff, imagine your first show that you went to. Well, your first show was what? St. Paul, St. Anger? St. Yep. Back in 04. With your dad? Yes, sir. Now imagine going to that and showing up going, oh, by the way, not only my first show, but I'll be inside the snake pit. Yeah, I know. That's, I couldn't even imagine. I mean, we had really good seats too, especially for me being, I mean, I was a kid, but yeah, being in the snake pit, that would be something else. Holy overload of emotions. Yeah. It's hard to top that once you've hit that, that plateau. It's like, you know, can a show go higher than number one? <laughs> <laughs> can a record, can a song go higher than number one? What kind of, what kind of set list that night, Linda? Uh, pretty. Uh, and it was, I was so overwhelmed that I was just happy I was going with, but uh, it was my first ever heavy metal show and stadium show. Cool. Uh, so, I remember when we drove there and made a stop at a gas station. And um, there were mm-hmm. people getting out of cars and I saw people in Metallica shorts. And I was like, oh, what a coincidence. They're going to the concert too. So uh, by the time we were arriving at the stadium, they were like, I didn't see any other people who were not wearing Metallica shorts. So uh, it was right. so overwhelming for me it's cool to to see i don't know a guy standing in front of the stadium ripping metallica riffs on his guitar with an amp plugged in it's it's really cool that's a that's a hell of a show to see for your first show just your first metal show in general i mean shane what was your first you know hard rock metal show you saw uh first hard rock or yeah metal show i mean was metallica your first show because sure as hell wasn't my first show. That would that would have been one hell of a first show. No, it wasn't. But you're gonna. It's interesting how this ties together. My first rock show was Suicidal Tennessees. Oh, okay. Yep. And of course, Rob was. I'm sure playing bass at the time. Right. What are the odds of that? That's cool. That's super cool. And my second show ever was Moby. <laughs> Moby. Yeah. Wow. Second. It was that first day I definitely don't picture you going to a Moby show. I didn't think I'd see Moby either, but my brother dragged me to it, and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. (laughs) (laughs) Third show, Megadeth. Fourth show, Metallica. All right, so you saw Metallica pretty early on. Number four, yes, I did. Not in a stadium in the snake pit like like Linda, but uh, in arena show, so four was monumental. I'm talking about a fucking live gig. I was going to say, I think Metallica might have been like my fourth big show as well. Because let's see, I had, yeah, so I had CCR Willie Nelson. Then I had That's three, right. We talked about that on the show before. Yep, early on. And then we talked about it was, uh, 311. And then <laughs> we talked about that too. And then it was Linkin Park and POD and Hooba's Sake. And then the next wow. one up would have been Metallica. That's funny. 
lot of, a lot of Target Center shows for you, Jeff. Yes, sir. <laughs> I remember the story you told about 311 at the Target Center. <laughs> oh, it just smelled like weed everywhere. Everywhere. But Linda's in the snake pit for her first show with probably, how many people, Linda? 50, 60,000? Yeah, about that. Oh, wow. Overwhelming. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's such a show to just start everything off on. Yeah, really was. It was so funny because um, when we went to pick up those snake passes, um, my friend afterwards, so we picked them up and went inside. We were pretty late, actually. Um, and was kind of, we were kind of like going through to all the security guards right in the snake pit. And mm-hmm. when we were standing in the snake pit for the first time, my friend was like, so I have to tell you something. I was like, okay, what's going, on? what's going on? And she was like, uh, I didn't know how I tell you this, but the, every since you sent me that email, I was like, she had to get fooled. This isn't real. <laughs> so she thought I was kind of kind of naive. Um, so <laughs> she didn't know about Math Club or anything like that. Sure, crazy. Uh, and then. She was standing in his naked table and was like, okay, that's unbelievable. Yeah, when the reality, I remember when you walk past all the security guards in the front barricade to get into the snake pit, it's it's a long walk and you're like, wow, this really is happening. Yeah, totally. I was like, I don't know, so occupied with watching everything. and Yeah, at times it's kind of overwhelming because, you know, Kirk... Kirk, Rob, and James are always around you, and it's a 360-degree view, and sometimes you don't know where to look, and there's so much going on in there. Yeah, totally. So I think we got to, I don't know, 5 p.m. or something. Um, so just in time, the Trusted Tour about Pukasa and Ghost were kind of support acts for Metallica. Nice, Ghost. And yeah, I did see yours. I didn't know Ghost at the time, so I've heard the name before, but I... Um, kind of new into metal. And then Ghost was on, and we were like, okay, those guys are good. Uh, so it's really enjoying that show. Absolutely. Um, and and it was kind of time for Metallica. Thank you, my friends. So when is this ACDC song finally going? Bye, right. I want to see Metallica. And it was like, highway. Right, you knew it was coming. Yeah. What'd you get for a uh, set list? We had, um, I have to cheat here. Um, Hardwired into Memory. Jeff, Hardwired into Memory, no Atlas. That was at the end of that run. Yeah, they were probably tired of playing that song. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right, let's come out blazing, and then let's chill and let the crowd sing. Memory second, that's that's interesting. That's really early on. Especially with the crowd part. I was surprised by that, too. So I, I've checked them out, obviously, and I only knew about Hardwired into Atlas. So when James started with Memory, I was like, oh, oh, that's what's going on. Awesome. Yeah, then we had uh, The Four Horsemen. Nice. Harvester. Unforgiven. 
uh, Here Comes Revenge was really a surprise for me. Wow, Here Comes Revenge. Yeah. That's a song you don't picture in a stadium. I know they yeah. debuted that on really? the arena tour in the States, but boy, Revenge in a stadium, you better... That'd be tough to pull off. Pretty much, yeah. I was I was kind of surprised by the two. Um, and we have Moth and the Flame. Nice. And um, I, the Pyro was kind of because it was it was raining in the afternoon a bit. It was like a regular summer day, but it was raining when we were going there, and I was kind of worried about the weather. But it cleared up as soon as we got there. And uh, Lars's rain tent up was still up when we got there, so it was kind of like oh, uh, pyro. I'm not sure, so sure about pyro, but we had uh, flames and everything. And you can feel them in the snake pit, right? Yeah, definitely. yeah, those are big. You said his uh, rain tent, that little cover over him on the stadium. Yeah. Did he play under they, that the whole show? No, they put that away after Ghost played. I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I was kind of surprised to see that up there. Uh, yeah, then we had, uh, Sad But True. Nice. Uh, and then No Leaf Clover. What? Yeah. That's awesome. You got Clover in a stadium? Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is I didn't know that song at the time. Oh, uh, Wow. Yeah, I kind of I, I knew S and M and uh, Garage Inc existed, but I kind of looked over those. Um, and now it's like, okay, cool. They were checking out songs for S and M two, and I kind of had seen that they were doing S and M two, but I, uh, yeah, wasn't that interested in that. But after the concert, I totally checked that out. That must um, have been right around the time. They were playing Outlaw and Cthulhu in stadiums too last summer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Boy, here Clover in a stadium setting, totally cool. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and then we had the uh, Crack and Rob Doodle, which was oh, what they play? So funny because they played Shifon um, by uh, Wolfgang Ambrose which is uh, pretty much a song about skiing uh, in Austrian dialect. <laughs> it's about uh, like downhill skiing? Yeah. Okay. Um, no fucker around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Thinking about that, yeah. Uh, it was so funny because it was in the middle of summer and uh, I had seen that it um a Falco song, Rockingham Amadeus, the year before, so I was kind of curious what they would be doing in a stadium. And uh, it was so funny, and was I was so surprised by Rob's German, uh, because he did a really, really good job at that. Rob's, normally, ger- uh, Rob's German, you said? Yeah. Nice. Uh, because normal German isn't easy. And uh, the whole song is in Austrian dialect too, so that's uh, oh. a level above that. Well, we had uh, Chloe Trujillo on a couple weeks ago, and according to her, he can't even speak much French, and that's where she's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, so I was I was really surprised by that, and um, not only that, 
he chose that song, but I could, uh, I knew the lyrics, of course. So I actually understood him, which was uh, really cool. And it, it sure. was really, uh, the crowd really, really loved it too. So, yeah. It's cool how they take those doodles and tie them into the significance of the city they're in. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so it's just so funny. I it's just I just lost the whole time and sang along. Um, I remember when I saw him play the the doodle for the first time, not in the stadium run, but Jeff on the uh, arena show. They kicked it off in Madison. Yeah, <laughs> nobody knew that. Um, now I'm drawing a blank on what they played. <laughs> I didn't even know what they played. I think. It, Oh, it was garbage, stupid girl. <laughs> garbage is from Madison? Apparently. Because I'm pretty sure they did Prince when they were here in Minneapolis. Yeah, I mean, that was obvious. but Right. But I felt I kind of felt bad because Rob's singing stupid girl and Kirk soloing over it, and everyone's like, what What the hell is it, this? Yeah, who is this? And then, and then Rob goes, "Oh, give it up for garbage!" And no, but there was it, the response was horrible, and it was like just a fail. Rob says that, and all you got was the golf clap. That's about what it was. He's like, "Oh, give it up! It's stupid, girl. You know, garbage." And everyone's like, "Next." That was like when we played with Lit. I had no idea who it was. Yeah. I swear, like I'm. Everybody's like, "Oh, lit this and blah blah blah," and I'm like, "Yeah, I don't remember." And all of a sudden, hear the right. and I was like, "Oh shit!" There's that one song, the one song, just like garbage, just like garbage, stupid girl. I looked at Bill like, "What was that?" Bill had no idea. And then some nights they'd pull out "Eye of the Beholder," and it's like, "Wow, amazing." Yeah, Rob, do you want to sing Eye of the Beholder? Put a little flange on your voice. They were doing Eye. They were doing Disposable. Uh, that that stadium run, they were doing a lot of the Eye Disappear doodle. Remember that? Yeah. That was I mean, actually they, decent. They would pull out some weird stuff, though, I remember. Yeah, it was more Metallica based for the stadium, but that arena run, they started getting pretty they, clever with that. and They got a little weird with some of the stuff, but it was cool. It was it was hit or miss, but it was something cool. It's cool to see them outside of their quote unquote like Metallica comfort zone. What'd you get after the doodle, Linda? What was next? Uh, next was frantic. So there you go, <laughs> Jeff. Oh, frantic! That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, was surprised by that too, and I was so happy to get frantic. Um, there was like. I, I didn't know it at, at the time that uh, Fanti and St. Anger were kind of the switch between those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I like St. Anger too, but uh, kind of, I don't know, Fanti is more, I don't know, kind of personal too, so I had, I, real, I, was, I realized that they were playing it like two seconds in, and I was like, oh, wow. Um I definitely think Frantic is a better live song. Even though I like Saint Anger better, I think in a live setting, Frantic definitely works better. Yeah, I, agree. I think I, I've watched like a lot of tuning room videos lately, and uh, James even said so. James said so. Like, could we please play Frantic every time and just forget about Saint Anger? 
I remember when they played that last summer on the, I know I've said stadium run four times now, but the, the images that they had on the screens, the graphics during the St. Anger slot were awesome. Red fist everywhere. And then Jeff, they had the, uh, you know, the, some kind of monster ghost. Yep. yep. The imagery they used for that song was so cool. Yeah. I remember seeing some of that stuff and it definitely lit the stage up well. And it looked, it looked really good. Red fist flying around. They were small. And then as the song kicked in, the whole backdrop was the fist dropping in. Who would have known that having a big red fist would have looked so cool all these years later? You were right, man. I gave you credit. <laughs> <laughs> and then let me guess. After Frantic, it goes into intro tape for Guitar yeah. Search. <laughs> yeah. And then it's one into Puppets. And uh, that was when I was going crazy. Uh, because... Puppets was my first ever Metallica song. First one you ever heard? Yeah. Nice. I, um, I think I've heard nothing before, but I didn't know who, who Metallica was then. So Frantic was... One Puppets. That's that's Jeff's dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Brett Fan. As long uh, as it's closing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about the time YouTube introduced that autoplay system. Um, and one day, Puppets just came up. That would be around, I don't know, 2014. So I was 15, uh, summer break before freshman year in high school. And um, I don't know what I was listening to before, but it was actually the music video uh, to Who the Never. Oh, nice. And I was surprised by that, but because I, I didn't knew anything like that. And I listened to Master of Puppets pretty much 24-7 after I get up. And I think it was the last song I listened to before I went to bed. Sure. Uh, because it's like eight minutes long and I discovered something new pretty much every time and every day I listen to it. Um, Something tells me that Puppets is in your top five I Disappear songs. Could be. Could be too. Could be. <laughs> and, um, but I didn't check out Metallica or something. I just listened to the song. And a year later, um, my English teacher introduced me to Where My Room. Your teacher did? Yeah. Wow. Cool teacher. Yeah. It, he was a really pretty chill guy because we had um, English in first period. And I think the whole year, except when we wrote an exam, but someone always overslept. I think someone was always late. And um, he took actually, he took the time and said, you guys need better wake up songs. You can't, you can't oversleep all the time you need songs to wake you up right away and uh and, that was Rome? Things. and uh, he played uh he played songs he listened to at all age and Rome was the first one he played nice yeah that would and kick the class like, off huh definitely i was like into uh in the sitar intro i was like yeah well i could sleep to that uh and as soon as it kicked in i was like oh wow <laughs> 
Wake up, uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> it just shifted really quick. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh wow, that song is great. Who's that from? And he was like, Metallica. And wait, that sounds familiar. So I God, checked it out and I was like, before. oh, wait, those are the guys who play Master of Puppets. And it all aligned and you said, this is my band from here on out, right? That thrash metal band has a sitar? Okay, okay. Yeah. Love it. Well, speaking of I Disappear, should we uh, do the I Disappear top five? Yeah, sure. I am ready. We're up on the we're up on the plateau. It's a little dusty. It's a little snowy over here. A little warm in Florida. <laughs> well, let's hear uh, Melinda. Iron Foundry number one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With Edwin Outwater on the side, telling Lars when to cut off. Right. She said that's not top five, that's top six. Mm-hmm. That's her Wilson song. <laughs> uh yeah, it's not it's not easy. Although um you are right, Jane, Master of Puppets is definitely in there. I was I had a hunch. It's usually the sentimental things when you discover the band. That's usually per, that's usually people's first song. Uh ooh, then I guess it would be The Day That Never Comes. Oh wow. Nice pick. Is that because uh, of uh S and M two or that's been special to you for a while? Yeah, that's the difficulty about that because I, I loved it on the magnetic and um, then I watched SNM2 in the cinema and I recognized it in Freetones and I was like that can't be true they can't do that song um, yeah so yeah I guess it will be SNM2 version so they did have the uh, a couple weeks after SNM2 they did have it in the cinemas in Austria yeah they did cool I think it was the same I think it was the same movie you guys got in the US. Probably. Is it just one night only? Uh, Yeah, there were two screenings at my place, actually. So I cool. went to both screenings. Oh, very cool. Jeff, tell our fans why you're not a fan of playing The Day That Never Comes Live. Oh, I mean, it's just... I don't know. Come I have on. Ma- Come on. <laughs> because for some reason, the intro solo thing always gets... It gets lost somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> the... I don't, know. I don't know if just... When I, when I play along with the song, it's fine. But for some reason, whenever we've played it in rehearsal or whatever, or sound check, I should say... It's always kind of gotten a little lost in the mix there. I don't know. I just have this. I used to have kind of like a kryptonite thing going on with Sanitarium and Stone Cold. But now I feel like Day has kind of become my my kryptonite song. And it's only that intro, which is funny because that intro is so freaking easy to play. I was just going to say, it's not complex to play. It's just a timing thing. Yeah, and normally my I mean my timing is great. I can play off time stuff no problem, but for some reason that song has just been a weird thing. And I can play the the end solo no problem, which is way harder to play than the beginning, but for some reason <laughs> that intro solo messed me up a few times and it pissed me off. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. You can uh shred a hundred percent and play perfectly the solos too. 
Four Horsemen, Ride the Lightning, and Dyer's Eve, but the Day That Never Comes intro <laughs> has some hiccups for you. I don't know what happened there. It's I just, unbelievable. Sometimes the simple things are actually harder than the complicated things. Shred and Dyer's Eve at uh, 700 BPM, but here comes the Day intro, and everybody hold on. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's why we play it live very never. <laughs> Oh, it comes up here and there. Every once in a while. And you know what? I think the last time we played it, I was able to, you know, pull it together, man, and, and get my shit together. But <laughs> maybe you and I should switch instruments for day. Hey, that sounds like a good idea. I'm down. <laughs> I can probably pull that off at 80%. At, le- at, least, at least the intro. You can play the intro, and then when Chris starts the little, you know, right. doodle part, then you can go back to the drums and we'll switch. We can switch a minute in. I don't think I could uh, play that solo at the end there. Oh, it's not that bad. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. <laughs> All right, Linda. Puppets Day. What's number three? Uh, Halo on Fire. All right. Uh, but in the uh, arenas version put the little james into the water oh the intro he does a lot yeah i like that part yep yeah i wish they would do that fast night too too but i that would just sounded really great that's when he goes the midnight knows me well she becomes jeff winslow's other hell yeah (laughs) this one i'm not the vocalist that's why he plays drums. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I know exactly what you're talking about. That intro is really smooth. Yeah, it's really great. This halo on fire. God, I thought about it, but it's very hard. I think Orion. Orion. Solid and choice. Last one. Speaking of Orion, um, that's in our top five of the I Disappear scoreboard now. You just put it in our top five. Congratulations. Wait. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't know we got so many golf claps tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's snowing and now I can't go golfing. So, Dude, yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. I was in the pool today. My pool, literally, the cover got so much snow on it, it ripped in the center. Ooh, that's not yeah, cheap. God. No, so now I gotta go buy a new pool cover, but, you know. Such is life, right? Good old Minnesota. Minnesota. It's way too cold over here to go into any kind of pool. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> What's the temperature there, Linda? Uh... I have no idea what it is in Fahrenheit. All Celsius is fine. Uh, like 10? Uh, 8. 8? Yeah. So like 46, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I would have taken 46 today. It was 36 here. But hey, some of the snow was melting. There you go. All 8 inches is down to 7 inches now. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a huge. I've never done this in the I Disappear Desert, 
I'm going to guess your fifth song, Linda. Okay. Oh, you only have like a 1 in 88 chance. <laughs> I am going to guess Outlaw Torn S&M 2. Uh, no, yeah, a little oh. bit. <laughs> that was a good guess. It was a good guess, though. Yeah, where's that buzzer noise? You need a little beeper. <laughs> <laughs> That's my best family feud buzzer. We need to get you one of those so every time that happens, just you have it on cue. Yep, you can hit it right on cue. Well, how, well, as much as we've talked about S and M two, how how can it not be a lot torn? Now I'm really interested. Uh, I think I'm gonna throw no remorse in there. Like, no wow. remorse. Yes, <laughs> complete opposite. Wow, that is, I'm impressed. Curveball. Well, she's got, you know, mellow tunes. I don't like to call them ballads, but she's got Day. She's got Halo. Orion is half mellow. And then we go to No Remorse. Wow. Okay, okay. I gotta, I have to reference the scoreboard. All right, pull, pull the scoreboard. We have never... We've never had no remorse. Have we had day before? Yes. Twice. Is she twice or is she make it three? She's three. Oh, wow. I need I need to freshen up on the scoreboard. No remorse, Austria. <laughs> well, wow, that's quite no the remorse. list. That's cool. Yeah. Again, uh, Master uh, Puppets, Day That Never Comes, from SM2, Halo on Fire, with the live intro orion and rounding it out no remorse austria that's solid i like it oh thanks what what is it about no remorse um so i started collecting vinyl um in march this year okay and I got my hands on the live at Grimace, uh funnel. Oh, yes, in Nashville. Yeah. Remember and, that show, Jeff? Grimey's? Oh, oh, yeah. Yep. There's like 50 people there. Yeah, that's a badass show. Mm-hmm. And I was so surprised that that song is on there. And it's so great there that I uh, kind of stuck in my head. It's a song they definitely should pull up more often because overall it's a really just fucking head banging tune, but it's not like a really like it, it's not a it's not a neck breaker as far as like trying to play it live. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's trucking, but it's not it's definitely not like a quote unquote hard song to play. And it really gets people, you know, amped up every time they play it. I love playing that. I love the times that you and I have opened up with No Remorse. Yes. Now, that is a song that I think is a lot of fun to open up with because it's just like all cylinders firing. Let's go right out you know, from ecstasy into something badass. Huge curveball for an opener. The thing I like about that Grimey's recording, you can tell there's 50 people there because when James is talking to the crowd, you hear their responses. He's like, so what do you want to hear? And someone's like, how's it Jack built? <laughs> <laughs> Free so, hands. something with satan in it yeah right 
I love those live banters where you can you can actually hear the crowd. I mean, that's that's a small club. It's probably the size of geez, someone's living room. That place was small. They were definitely getting some golf claps in there. Absolutely, they were touching each other. I mean, it was probably what ten ten foot wide stage. Yeah, it was little four can lights and let's rip it. That was like railroad blues in Texas. That's small. Alpine, Texas. Alpine, yeah, that's right. That's where uh, our bass player's cab actually had to be on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. It's crazy. We've played some of the biggest stages to literally the stages the size of like a couch. (laughs) Every time I think of Alpine, all I think of is the motel actually has physical keys for the door. Yes, that's right. Not the key card, but the key that you actually have to return to the desk that they put back in the cubby hole. That's the the motel where I was going to climb on over the railing onto the roof, but then I was yes. afraid I was going to fall right through the ceiling. Probably. Well, Linda, we I don't know if you have been keeping up with our newest season of And Podcast for All, but we do have a little segment called Name That Low Man's Lyric. I don't know. Uh, She's aware. I don't know if you're ready or not, but I think we're going to jump right in. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a little afraid, but yeah, let's do it. Ah, don't worry. Don't worry. I think you're going to do just fine. I have to add that uh, any Instagram post about our episodes, Linda's usually the first one to comment on it every time. All right, here we go. Just think that the song's traveling 8,000 miles to her. I do understand that, so if it is not coming through clearly, just let me know, all right? Here we go. Okay, wait a second. Uh, I know it goes in the solo in the solo a bit after that. It yeah, he you know what part? Just like Sarah and Pete listening to Battery. We don't know what it is, but the solo's coming up in 14 seconds. <laughs> That's right. They knew that. <laughs> Pete knew it right away. He knew right away. I know how it is. When you get put on the spot, it's hard to come up with it. You know, it's... Because I know I know it. I just... You know what part's don't... coming up, so I, you definitely know the song. It's just putting the name to the song. Yeah. Half a point. Solo coming up. I mean, I'll give her a half a point if she can't name it. Just take a wild guess, and if you don't get it, we'll give you half a point. Because you definitely know the song, I can tell. I have, I have an idea, but I have no, I can't, I won't even name a song title because it just makes me, because uh, I know I'm going to say the wrong one, and couldn't even say the album right now. It's all good. We'll give you half a point for knowing the solo was coming up next. It Absolutely. was it was blackened. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Blackened so. is the end. Jeff always picks these weird areas of the song. That's what makes this interesting. I think this next part has some singing in it, so hopefully this will be a well, actually no, this song is a little bit tougher. I'm I'm not even gonna lie to you. All right, here we go. Song number two. I don't even know what it is. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Wow, Jeff. Hey, I picked a part with singing in it. I thought that was 
I thought that was pretty yeah, after all, nice. is name that little man's lyric. Right. So it gotta be load reload. I agree. No. Yeah, load reload. Okay. Uh gotta be from load because I own reload on vinyl. Nice. Uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea. Response. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, Shane, should we give her another half point for knowing it was off a load? Absolutely. All right. It was Ronnie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's One of the weirdest songs thing. ever. <laughs> you know, when we look through our list of songs that we've done for this, we've done a lot of songs. So now it it becomes a little bit more of a challenge trying to pick through what songs we're going to do. All right. Song number three. You ready for this? Sure. All right, here we go. A little Ronnie Law. That was loud as hell. It's a loud album. <sighs> it is. My ears just burst. Oh, Jesus Christ. Solos. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jeff, this isn't name that solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll just go to a random part in the song that I have no idea where I'm going to click. I'm just going to slide it, and then maybe it'll be a part where there's some lyrics. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that could have been... Well, what song that is that? So staged. I swear to god <laughs> on my children's life, that was not staged. I swear to god. That was the Jeff, funniest thing ever. Jeff loves his kids <laughs> more than anything, so that's a pretty legit statement. Do you think I staged that electrocution? Well, fucking everybody knows that there's like... No, seriously, there was, that was not <laughs> staged. That couldn't have been... Wow. <laughs> All right, Linda, what's your guess? I think it was hit the line. Hey, there we go. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. At least I got one right. Well, I didn't even get that one. That was hilarious. I promise you that was not staged whatsoever. For anyone listening, you probably think it was, but I swear it wasn't. <laughs> that's a short song, so that's probably, oh, 100 to 1 odds you landed on that. Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. As soon as it, it said that part, I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> All right, here we go. Song number four. Oh. Uh, Clover. Hey, nice there we go. Nice. It's a great song. I love that song. Interesting part. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. That after giving it live. Oh, absolutely. All right. Now for the last song. I think you're going to get this one. Here we go. Well, yeah, she got to hit the lights. (laughs) (laughs) Fate. Hey, there we go. You got it. Nice work, Linda. Yeah. 
you know what is so cool about that song is if you think about it how simple it really is it is a verse with an interlude as far as vocals go because the yeah. chorus has no lyrics no think about that how many songs do you know that have choruses with no lyrics but it works absolutely you know what I mean? I, and every time I listen to that, I listen to that song, I think about that, and I'm like, how is it that they were able to pull that off, and no one even batted an eye at it? Like, hey, how is it that this song doesn't have like an actual chorus? You know what I mean? Thanks, Coors Light. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, I knew I was gonna confuse Unforgiven Fate because of I know I do that, but I think oh, I good played job. that. I played that very uh, bit uh, on guitar, I think, I don't know, three weeks ago or something. Oh, you oh, played nice. guitar, Linda? Uh, yeah, I started back in March. So I oh, was hella bored. I was hella bored. And I wanted to play guitar for like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, in the middle of lockdown where all the stores have closed, I was like, okay, I gotta get a guitar. Uh, Good decision. So I ordered one online. It was a bit of a fail. Um, because I'm I'm tiny. I'm like uh, four feet nine. So okay. I got a Paul fake and I couldn't even totally grip the neck. So it's my fingers are that small. Um, Neck was too thick. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so I fiddled around on that one, and and the stores opened back up. I got a three quarter sized Ibanez. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, when you learn to play the day that never comes, you should come play with us and kick Jeff off the stage for those seven minutes. <laughs> Hey, I can still play that song. I'll figure it out here. Ooh, speaking of Les Paul. Nope. Still don't remember how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what you just picked up looked like greeny. It's not quite greeny. It's <laughs> it's my early 90s gold top, and I love it. I've got a couple of them, and I'm partial Dude, to gold beautiful. tops. I love how I've known you for 10 years, and I've never seen you hold that guitar, and I've never seen that anywhere we've been. You know, it's funny because there's probably almost a dozen guitars of mine that you've probably never seen before. Never knew you had one of those. I got two of them. You should bring <laughs> that out and uh, play it on Sanitarium and Clover and Fade, and we'll just call it Greeny Jr. Right. Even though it's a gold top, I would love to play <laughs> this thing live. I would I would absolutely love to play it live. From a distance, it, it'd be legit. Yeah, at least for one show. <laughs> Linda can borrow it for, for a day and rock seven minutes on stage with one, and you can just go have a smoke break. Well, I don't smoke anymore, but I'll have a, I'll have a, a beer break, I guess. I'll have a, a Coors Light. Yo, waitress, get your ass over here. Get your ass on over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Linda, we've had fun. Thanks again for coming on and pat. Oh, if I could talk tonight. Thanks again for coming on and podcast for all. Were you the fan drive the discussion? Sure. Good luck in uh, Austria. Let us know when it snows there, and we'll probably come skiing. Yeah, gross. Thanks again, Linda. What's Unless th- Jeff hasn't had enough snow. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've, <laughs> you know, I've had plenty of snow already, and it's only been about uh, let's see, thirty six hours. 
Yeah, you got about seven more months of it. Oh, wake me up. Six more months. It's all over. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, wake me up when November ends. Yeah. Did you, did you see that people were saying that we shouldn't make fun of that because that song is, has a deeper meaning. So that people shouldn't make fun of it anymore. I did not hear that. Apparently, Billy Joe Armstrong wrote that song about when his father passed away. And that's, and that was the actual saying that he said to his mom was wake me up when September ends. Oh, and so then people say that. And now, of course, there's like this big thing on Facebook where people are like, oh, we need to stop saying that because it's hurtful to him or some shit. I don't know. Wasn't aware of it. I had no idea what the song was about. I didn't know this too until like a week ago. I'm like, um, okay. (laughs) I guess people have been saying it for years. Well, Linda, thanks again. Uh, let's yeah. chat soon. And when you're up to playing The Day That Never Comes, you know exactly where to find us. <laughs> Hit us up. I will. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Linda. Have a good night. We'll see you soon. See you. See ya. Take care. <laughs>